Go ahead. So just talk normal and shit. So what got you into podcast? Um, I've just been like you said, you know, just always talking. You're high as fuck, huh? No, I'm not high as fuck. No? That's my look. Do I look high as fuck? Your eyes look glossy and shit. No, that's me. Uh, I naturally have like like dirty, funny looking eyes. That's the suck. Hello, everyone. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Escape from San Francisco. My guest today is Iggy, a handpoke tattoo artist. He's a local kid, born and raised here in San Francisco. During this episode with Iggy, I will be getting a hand poke tattoo while trying to do this podcast. So if you hear pauses or the sound quality isn't that great, it is because we are trying to do two things at once. I hope you enjoy. So Iggy, first question off the bat, man. Are you a 49er fan or what? A 49er fan? 49er fan. A 40, uh, of course I'm a 49er fan. You know? Did you watch the game yesterday? I didn't watch the game yesterday. Good. I was working yesterday. Good. Actually. Good. Yeah, was it a bad game? Uh, forget it. Forget <laughs> so it. About I don't even want to talk about football anymore. Sweet. Past that point in my life. <laughs> For right now. How long have you been doing tattoos, man? So if we want to get into it, I think I've been tattooing for at least like the last three years, but officially putting myself out there and wanting to get my clientele going up a little bit. That started all this past year. Tattooing myself to multiple people hitting me up on Instagram. It's just been a good ride ever since. So you would say that you've only been doing it for this year? A year officially. About but a year? Yeah, doing delinquent stuff on myself. Let's say about three years. Three years? Yeah. Okay, I feel that. All right, I'm a little nervous now. I thought you had a little bit more time. But it's okay. Nah, I, I mean, I always like supporting people. I mean, if you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do. So to me, it don't matter. I'm ready to go and I'm ready to you know, get this artwork. So like you said, you've been getting into it, doing it on yourself. What was the, how old are you when you did your first tattoo on yourself? I was about 15 entering 16, I want to say. So 15 going yeah. on 16. It was this sunflower on my hand. So was that last year or what? Last two years ago? No. Two years ago? Wow. Cool, like two or three years ago. Two, um, three years ago. Okay. And fun fact about my first tattoo ever, it was done with a sewing needle. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Was pretty janky, like prison yeah. style. Um, you're lucky you aren't going to fall Am I going to be okay? No, you'll be fine for this on you. All right, guys. As we're talking, you keep going. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Oh, I feel the burn. I wish my arms were bigger. So this tattoo could be more defined i'm kind of scared that like one eye is going to be on the other side <laughs> but it's okay I, I trust you you're all good don't worry you're in good hands can we have a safe word if it starts hurting yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'll say watermelon one. or something like watermelon that. okay all right, watermelon. all right for sure that means take it right. <laughs> so right. how many tattoos have you done so far uh in your would you say this is um, your your like career or you just say this is your hobby or what would you i would i would say that it's an aspiring career we're not necessarily there yet but it's definitely something that i know i'm on the right track then makes sense you know so if we really want to get into it like kind of just growing up school was never really too much of a major thing for me i was never too engaged or focused just learning basic subjects and like everyday curriculums you know so it's like like tattooing for me has been the one thing that it's like i've really been uplifted oh, and taken to another level I, uh, trust me on that dude I, I hated school i hated school as a kid i've always i always got the worst grades i even got held back in eighth grade oh, really? it's embarrassing to talk about but yeah i, I got held back in eighth grade um on some dumb on some dumb stuff but 
that's a story for another day. Uh, but that sent me back a lot. You know, I, I never thought about school like being an opportunity or like mm-hmm. a like a key for me to have success. I always thought I was gonna grow up, get some regular ass jobs, and just that was it. You know, I didn't yeah. really think about school could have could uplift the opportunity for me per se. And so I I look at skills differently. I know that it's not for everyone, and I think that um, there's different forms of education that you could take and it it sucks that we're not all able to achieve, you know, things academically. And so it's okay, though. It's okay. You don't have to go like deep into school to be successful. I know a lot of successful people that didn't go to college. And that's fine, too. You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of successful people that didn't graduate high school. Not a lot, but I don't know, a little bit. But you got to get through high school, at least. And I say that only because getting little jobs here and there require a little bit of education. And but those are some shitty ass jobs, bro. I had some yeah. shitty jobs in my life. I've had some really shitty jobs, but I'm thankful for them my first job was actually mcdonald's really yeah i worked at i think it was 2011 i just moved uh out of my house i went from kerman to to gilroy you know where gilroy's at yeah, yeah, yeah. so i went to gilroy i went to uh junior college out there and i got a job at mcdonald's and i was the fry fry person for like a couple months really yeah that's why i can't stand mcdonald's fries they <laughs> shit stinks. yeah kind of get just tired of it <laughs> i mean before i started tattooing i was in retail so oh. kind of same thing customer service always dealing with nonchalant people um and i remember during that time too it was a very like it was a process trying to convince myself that i could put myself out there in this type of way Mm. i've always been an artistic kid but i think there was always something in me kind of pushing pushing all that back you know there was there was definitely resistance and putting my work out there you know tattooing too i'm i'm just a slightly talented person amongst the very talented people you know so it's like the medium that i'm doing is there's a lot of pondering on 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 if you want to stick to your day job dealing with with these everyday people at retail shops and like touristy areas who just have no respect for you you have the choice to be like okay i'm getting paid a fair amount to be here but i'm not satisfied you know and you have another option on the other hand where you're like okay i love what i'm doing in my case i love tattooing and i may not be getting too much out of it but it's like i'm very happy with the goal i'm setting for myself so there was definitely like a barrier between that time that i was in so how do you how do you think uh art in general is an outlet for young people because I consider you really young. Um, I know I'm young myself, but I'm not that young. I'm, I'm about, I'm 28. I'm in my late 20s. Um, to me, I see the future in you. Because would you like to tell everyone how old you are, or you want to keep that a little hush hush? No, that's fine. So I'm not even of age yet. I'm 17. I'm a 17 year old hand poke tattoo artist out here in San Francisco. And so when I see you know people, young people like you, and I meet them, and I see how driven they are at a young age, that like that makes me like inspired because when I was 17, I had no goals or ambitions or nothing. Like a lot of it took a lot of work to get to where I'm at today by just kind of going with the flow and not knowing what I really want to do in life. But when I see people with a purpose, and I've only met a couple people in my life uh, that are close to me that actually had that purpose at a young age. I have a couple friends uh, that knew what they wanted to do at a young age right away. And I was like, how is that possible? My girlfriend, she wanted to do something at a young, young age. She already had it. To that, to go with the drive, and, and and act upon it and that that takes some courage it takes some you know some some fight 
to to do this because this is not this is not easy. I, I I am not an artist at all. The only thing I am talented at is is talking, and even that I get myself in trouble. But I wish I had skill. I can't even draw circles. I, I have a hard time of, of anything. I can't even color in the lines. Before I'm be honest, but at the same time, I respect what you do, and I respect this art, and I, I, w- I would like to know a little bit more about it. Like, what is it about art that you get from it, or you think other people can you know get from it? Perfect. No. Um, to start off, I completely agree with everything you said, and I appreciate everything, all the compliments. But um, I think art for me is it could be so de- derivative, and it's so it's it's such a manifesting thing that once it's out there, it's it's interpretive to whoever sees it. You know, I might be seeing one thing but you might be seeing another but we're looking at the same thing you know it's very interpreted it's based off of feeling and emotion and the type of person you are you know and i think that's something i really admired about it my whole life like i said i've never been one to like follow the the norm the the normal system if, if you will so out art artistic outlets to me were always just my own kind of form of anarchy almost you know it, it was just like okay you know what screw the world i'm gonna do me you know i'm gonna put my art out there and i don't care what my art is you know if i'm feeling in my art i'm gonna put it out there i'm very confident in my art because of that you know was it hard for you to get it out there because i know for me trying to do this this media platform this podcast and stuff i know it was really challenging for me to actually put myself out there like this because i'm not I, i'm normally not like this I, i'm kind of like close you know with, with my own like little circle my friend group and mm-hmm. people around me and i love entertaining people this i love doing this this is this is fun for me, but it was hard for me to get to a point to actually do this. I've been planning this for a long time, you know, trying to set this up and doing everything, um, overthinking the process mm-hmm. because to me, I was so embarrassed of what people would think of me or see my work and not like it. And I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want negative feedback. You right. know, I want to make sure everyone's happy. I have yeah. like this, this, in this, uh, this, this, whatever, this feeling of always wanting to make people happy all the time. Right. And it's not, it's impossible. You just can't yeah, do it. Yeah. And even the in the field I work in now, that's what I try to do all the time is make sure people are okay. Allowing to have this medium, I'm starting to be able to explore different things, you know, be creative right. and to put things out there and put myself out there and who cares what happens? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't care anymore. And I think COVID has done a lot for me to like not care anymore mm-hmm. and to actually try to do something instead of trying to like make sure i'm like you know uh trying to do everything perfect no, yeah, yeah just just back off a little bit and, and just do yourself and i i appreciate you know what you said like just be yourself and yeah you know, if they like it they like it. if they I don't think, they don't i think that's a major thing just definitely taking that leap towards the other side you know there's mm-hmm. there, there when, when you're when you're in a specific situation where you want to do something there's that there's that difference in, in wanting to do something and actually doing it you know so there's a huge leap in between that where you're just kind of like okay like you said what what are people gonna think about me you know i'm the same way what are people gonna think about my tattoo but it's like at the end of the day i'm rocking one you know i love my tattoos i love the outcome of my tattoos and sometimes even though i know it might not be the the best work possible or i'm not pushing myself enough i know that i'm proud without there's 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 always room for improvement but that doesn't mean that just because something can be improved that it's not going good you know So there's definitely like a lot to think about. There's a huge gray line in between being confident in yourself and being confident in the world to be confident in yourself. You know? Yeah, that's confidence goes a long way. You yeah. fake confidence and it could go a long way for yeah. you. And so I respect that. So what we're going to do now is he's going to get started. And so if we go quiet for a little bit, please bear with us. Um, we're going to see how it goes. If he's able to talk and do it at the same time, we're probably going to take like little pauses here and there. I know Instagram live only lasts like an hour. So if we have 
to stop it and then restart it again. We will do that. And also, if I need to take a break from getting it, I'll, I will, I will stop them and we can, you know, chat a little bit. Uh, all right. All right no, you ready? Sure. For the most part, we should be all right. we'll just throw on this slide. Flexing on, hope people can see my biceps or my triceps. <laughs> I've been doing push-ups for months. Hopefully my arms will get bigger, but shit ain't working. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Get it. Is my arm right here okay? Yeah. As long as you're comfortable like that, we should be set to go. I'm comfortable enough. Sweet. Long as Sweet. No. Cool. Ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. Three, two, one. It always feels weird to me. It always feels like a little like knick-knack, like at my at my bag. Oh shit. Your pops is calling you real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry for that interruption. That's all good. Yeah, I always this is like a weird feeling. It's like a, it's a, I don't know how to describe this. This is like, it's like a little like pool. Yeah. So definitely with hand poking, um, there's always, there's always the debate, you know, what, what, what does one person prefer? A tattoo machine or getting tattooed hand poked? I, I cannot stand a tattoo machine. That hurts so much. I cannot. And my, my, my argument always is with, with hand poking is as soon as, as soon as you feel that tap, it's already out. You know, as soon as you feel that little, oh, that little pinch it's already out of your skin you know with a machine it's very consistent you know you're hurting the whole time because it's in there the whole time it's very continuous and it, it is the same process just manually but you know people have their preferences yeah i prefer this this is not bad at all i have a buddy that has so many tattoos he even got one on his foot and i have no clue how he was able to withstand all that pain he loved it yeah. i would love to, uh, to show you his art like he, he has some pretty cool tattoos. Um, but at the same time, I I have no clue how he did it. Cause right now, I'm be honest, this hurts. <laughs> hey, but that's the beauty of tattoos. I think you're very you're putting your body in a very vulnerable state, and I think it's very well. It's a very cool way to educate yourself on your own body. You know, so during a tattoo, your endorphins are always running at an all time high, and that's that's something that you should be aware of when you're when you're putting yourself in this kind of situation you kind of got to go into it knowing that you're about to put yourself through this experience mm -hmm. and kind of just think about what you want to get out of it you know sometimes it isn't always about the art on your body sometimes it's about that that physical and personal lesson you know like you may you may be talking to me right now but there's a lot of things that go on in your head you know like oh shoot like i'm, I'm gonna get through this you know there's a lot of mental mental strength for sure during during getting a tattoo yeah i'm feeling it right now i'm trying to I'm trying to be tough <laughs> It's the beauty of it, man. I guess the pain. Pain is beauty. What do they say? Beauty is pain? Yeah, something along those lines. Pain, pain is beauty. Beauty is pain. I just know this tattoo is going to be beautiful, so it's worth it. I don't know if it is worth it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it enough. But being vulnerable, that's something that I don't like being. Do you like to be vulnerable? No. Um, I think that's that's another reason why I do what I do. That's that's a huge thing that I had to take part in with starting to tattoo in general as well. So obviously I wasn't gonna tattoo anyone before I tattooed myself. So there was this there was this good amount of time where all the tattoos that I did were strictly on myself. And around that time, there was a lot of things that I learned specifically about myself, you know? And being vulnerable is one of those things. It's kind of like, okay, I'm putting myself in this situation, but I can't be vulnerable, you know? There's, there's a start and finish, you know? You're, you're aiming for a target. And tattooing myself is just one of those things where it's like, I'm aiming for the target. I already started this, I have to finish it. There's no room to be vulnerable here, you know? It's like, you kind of kind of put yourself in that in that headspace where you're like, nah, you know, I've been a warrior my whole life. Why can't I just, why can't I just fight, fight these last last few hours, you know? It'll be all over soon, you know? So it's being vulnerable, there's, 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 there's so many things that come to that, you know? You could be vulnerable emotionally, physically, and I'm talking physically here, but that, I think that 
that's that's a huge thing that I've that I've found in myself. It's crazy because in the field I work in, I used to be a counselor and um, I'm in the substance abuse field, and so um, part of my part of my job was to talk to people, you know, about the most uh, vulnerable uh, aspects of their life. And, and I was really good at that, really good at that. But I'm not really good at talking about my own insecurities. Or I'm not really good at talking about my own vulnerability. And I have a lot of uh, difficulty doing that for whatever reason. I'm really sheltered when it comes to that. And um, people that are around me, you know, they, they know that I don't like to talk about right. my defense is I like to go to humor all the time. Something would be super serious and I'll, I'll still make a joke or I will you know i try to downplay it because i don't like i don't like to be uh in that nervous vulnerable state mm-hmm. and i just like to not i don't like to feel like this so i like to make a joke make everything lighthearted, try to like pull away from it so no one knows uh you know or or try to change the subject uh, i'll change the subject all I'm, I'm the master at doing that i'll change the subject all the time especially if, it, if it's making me feel uncomfortable and people that know me know that I, I turn really red and i get really uncomfortable really easy and i will get up and leave or i'll change the subject right away and it's like it's it's like something i guess i had since i was like a little kid and for whatever reason it stuck with me as an adult and i can't shake it i'm aware to it now and having awareness is something that uh i, I need uh to in order to get better right um, no i agree i think that's a very reliable thing i don't think you ever want to be in a position where you're just kind of in denial about your own issues oh and you know we all we all have those <laughs> we all have those moments we all have those things but you know um we all we all rise up to the surface one day one day or another we, we all got issues man mm-hmm. we all get issues that's a, that's the thing a lot of people don't think they got issues uh believe me they got issues yep. we, our issues might be different more so some have more severe than others but but then the day, got the yeah. thing yeah you know? how's it looking so far it's looking good we have a lot a lot more to go but it's looking good i'm gonna tell my mom it's one of those like um those like temporary ones that you get <laughs> at the carnival like the gun bomb machines and stuff have you ever seen those ones where like they last for like two weeks? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm gonna tell people. I'm saying like it's like one of those that lasts for like two weeks. I'm gonna try to scrub it off of you. Mm-hmm. So the other tattoo you gave me, it's a it's a little A on my forearm, and I got that tattoo because my grandfather. Um, try to get my grandmother's name tattooed on his forearm this had to be like 60 years ago um when they were first dating or first uh, in love whatever and uh my grandfather's terrified of needles and all he got was the first letter was d because he couldn't finish her name dolores and so i always used to make fun of him as a kid you know mm-hmm. like i always say grandpa show me your tattoo and you get all <laughs> mad you know he's a big macho man so like i thought i you know to honor him you know to honor my grandparents. I already got a tattoo of their names and stuff. I thought maybe I could just give one more. And oh, yeah. so that's what that's why I have the, a, the little A on me. A lot of people think it's A for my name, but I got it for my girlfriend. That's what I had initially thought <laughs> when I first came over the last time. You you had told me through um through our messages, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an A tattooed on me. I'm like, okay, this dude, this dude's name is Aaron, you know, with two A's. <laughs> he probably just wants an extra one on himself. Yeah, I'm super into it. No, I got it for my girlfriend. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why uh, I got it, you know, to signify, uh, you know, uh, or not signify, but to to get the same thing as my grandfather. It was really cool, and I got to show him the tattoo maybe uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and he just started laughing. <laughs> he just like cracking up, you know, like he he was. 
he started laughing and him and my grandma were both like they both enjoyed it you know it's it's something that i don't know i, I hope he got a, a kick out of it my grandparents are you know really like conservative and like mm -hmm. religious and stuff so they don't like tattoos or anything like that right. but i got my grandparents last or i got their two names tattooed on my back and uh well my grandma found out i was about 19 when i got it they didn't even get mad you know because it was their names how are they gonna get mad i got their names you know right. and they were happy and so that that was you know the only tattoo i got but that was a highlight for them so i, I always love to see my grandparents happy uh they were they're the ones that raised me you know growing up and they gave me a lot of good principles to live by and they're very my grandfather is a very hardworking person uh, growing up in the central valley in fresno he's always been a farmer his whole life I believe he's 77 right now and he's still working like six days a week grinding out there every day like all day long i don't know how he does it i have no clue i knew how he used to do it my grandpa was a really uh a bad alcoholic but that was the only way he was able to get through the work man it's grueling out there he used to take me out in the summers and when i was little to go like work with them and i couldn't take it and i remember every time i'll go with them he was like you're not cut out for this you're not go go to school all right <laughs> you don't want to do what i do go to school and Very plainly and straightforward yeah he was like this is not gonna be for you and yeah he was sure i was hell no i'm not gonna do that did not want to be a farmer but my love for my grandparents you know it's really strong and they did you know they show me a lot of uh, you know good things in life how was your connection or your bond with your parents my connection with my parents is it's all right so i grew up i grew up in a small household typical not knowing my 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 biological father kind of story um but i did grow up grow up with my mom and stepdad and my stepdad my whole life has kind of been my dad you know so mm -hmm. you know i call him dad which is pretty cool you know but there's always been like restrictions whatever relationship you know they're like like tattooing for example this is something i i very much so keep to myself in my household because i i don't even know i don't even know what would happen if you found out you gave me a tattoo right now yeah see like just to get into that i don't even know where, where that conversation would lead you know there's so many if ands or maybes there's you know like it's like it's like it's like smoking pot you know that's the best way i can describe it let's say let's say you find you find a bag of pot under your kid's like pillow or something you know all right, same same hypothetical. Now let's now let's say that you find out that your kid is like secretly covered in tattoos and does tattoos for a living after like living this Catholic life of not liking tattoos. You know, so there's a huge setback there, Oof. and that's why I like using the anecdote with like the pot and everything. It's like that little moment where you're just like, what the hell? Like my kid is doing this. You know. So, have you ever tried to have a conversation with them about it? Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm be honest. I think my mom has cut on. She just doesn't want to. They never seen your tattoo equipment or nothing. No, they they found out about my first ever tattoo. How do you hide all these? <laughs> just it's funny. I get that question a lot, but I don't even I don't even try too heavily. I just kind of you know normal house attire, sweatpants, sweater. If it's okay to, for me to ask, are your your family like really like conservative on issues like this? No, the thing the thing about my parents is as soon as they find find this out, it's gonna be one of those moments where it's like, okay, if you want to do this with your life, that's gonna be all you. Not not okay, you want to do this with your life, we're gonna push you to be the better, the best tattoo artist you could be. Is it? I I, I have it pictured in my head that it won't be that way. In my whole life, it's always been like your life is yours, and whatever you do with it is up to you. You know, but there's always also been in like a gray line and restriction where it's like yeah your life is yours but don't disappoint us you know so it's like uh like what the heck you know i think that's that's like something that goes with having like latino parents you know yeah yeah uh it's something that 
you know, I definitely encountered too, not too much, uh, because, but with my grandparents, yes, more so, but with my, my biological parents, not, not so much. My mom didn't, I really never listened to my mom that much. She really couldn't tell me what to do. I didn't meet my biological father until I was like 10. So I, I know how that goes, but my, like, I have the same thing. Like my stepdad, I, he raised me since I was like three years old mm-hmm. and he's been with my mom since I was three and I call him dad, you know, that's, that's yeah. my father. We have a really cool bond and, um, we have, you know, we have a really good connection and uh, I do listen to it. I used to listen to it when I was younger, you know, tell me what to do. So, uh, I, I, you know, I respect him a lot. Um, but as a kid, I was very like, I didn't give a fuck, you know, I yeah. didn't listen to no one. No, that, that's the thing too. I don't mean to cut you off, but right. I feel like okay, cool. with the whole, the whole, like not really knowing like a father figure kind of aspect, I feel like growing up, it definitely gives you like a, a bit of rebellion. You know, there's definitely that growing up. I was definitely like the kid. It was like, okay, one man already left my life. Well, why do I got to like satisfy all these other people? You know, so there's there's always like that main root of like the person you are, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that has to do a lot like with what I'm doing too. Like I feel like symbolically, even though like I wouldn't admit it straight up, I feel like I'm doing tattooing and the things that I'm doing for a greater purpose. You know? Thank you for listening to part one of episode one with Iggy. We were able to accomplish a lot during the two hour tattoo session. He's a great kid and even better tattoo artist. I hope you're able to enjoy this podcast. Part two will be uploaded in the near future. You'll be able to find him on Instagram under Jiggy Motherfucking Iggy. Give him a shout out or DM for tattoo related questions. Peace.